Have you ever wondered how long a drag queen takes to actually do their makeup and hair? Have you even ever thought about becoming one but didn't know where to start? Or have you ever wondered what goes on in the day of the life of a drag queen? Well, today we're going to be talking to Anita Tension, and she's going to be hopefully giving us more insight into all of that. Here comes the intro. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pretty Sure Podcast. I know I always say this, but today I'm way beyond excited. Like, I don't even think there's a word for this because I have been wanting to get a drag queen on my show for so long, but for some reason, nobody ever responds to me. And so the other day I was looking through Facebook and I saw um, an acquaintance of mine. So actually one of the first people that I went on a podcast with, Devin, um, I went on his show and we stayed in contact. We stayed Facebook friends. And so when he posted about his best friend, Anita, the drag queen, I was like, this is the moment. Like, this is the perfect person I can interview. And I'm so excited that she said yes. So without further ado, I give you Anita. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, I'm Anita Tension. Um, the name actually came about. Well, is, is that a question? First of all, you're gonna ask me how yes, I got my I'm name. Ask about okay, your then I'm not gonna. Yes. Then I'm not gonna spill the beans, guys. You guys have to wait for that. You guys have to stay tuned. But um, basically, I'm Anita Tension. Um, I'm the future Beyonce of drag queens. Um, I'm a basically a drag queen is a man who dresses up as a girl. Um, they, we do have some drag queens. We just recently got one that is a female to male transgender but dresses up as a drag queen as a woman so it's it yeah it probably will mess with your mind a little bit but then we also have men who transition into females and um basically still do drag at the same time drag has no boundaries so um that's what i'm here to display and you know i love makeup i love wigs i change my makeup probably every time i do it i don't know why i just get bored so i'm like one of those people that do that so that's pretty much i need attention for you <laughs> oh my god I love that okay whenever you guys get to see the video you're gonna see how much attitude she has for the moment it's gonna be audio so I'm so sorry if you're missing this because it is gold so tell me first of all what made you want to get into drag um it really I actually really was like pushing away from being a drag queen um I actually was just a man who wore like wigs and like heels and like dress very feminine so what we call today as a cross dresser um I really was very much that, but then um, my management team, who um, I did a lot of photography with and did a lot of modeling things with, they were putting together this um, this drag show. Um, it was called Luck of the Lushes at the time. This was probably about March of last year. Now, we all know what happened March of last year, so <laughs> there's no need to even talk about that. But um, so they were putting together this show, and it will probably want to say it was about December of 2018 when we started talking about it. And I'm really good at, like, I know a lot of the LGBT community out here. So mm -hmm. they were just like, yeah, let's get a lot of people together. And I was just going to help them set it up, do all that, blase, blase. So they asked me in March, they said, so do you want to be in the show? And I'm like, uh, hell no. Can I swear? <laughs> yeah, Am I allowed to swear? swear? <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 I was swear. like, I was like, uh, hell no, I'm not doing that. And they were just like, why? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just too much. Like, I don't know that I'm just like a guy who just likes to wear girl clothes. I just like to be behind the scenes. I don't want to be up front. So then January comes up and they have the show, like the venue ready. They're going to go look at the venue. I was going to go look at the venue with them. We started getting the decorations for everything. And they're like, we, you seriously need to consider doing the show. So they were like, Tyler, which is one of the guys, which is my, one of the people on the team. Um, he was like, 
bitch, just do it. Like, if you don't like it, then don't do it again. But just try it out and see if you like it. At that time, I was looking busted, crusted, disgusted, and never damn to be trusted. So I was like, you know what? I'm happy that the pandemic happened because um, it gave me the time to develop my drag even more because this is not what you got. It was busted. Like, first of all, my foundation shade wasn't even my right shade. My eyeshadow was splotchy, patchy. My eyelashes were on the middle of my eyelids. Like, girl, it was not cute at all. My t- One side of my lip was higher than the other. Remember the girl from Mean Girls with the lip with the lipstick <laughs> on her too? That was me. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm happy that it happened because now I'm a bad bitch and nobody is taking it away from me. So that's literally how I became a drag queen. I didn't choose drag. I was sort of like pushed into it pretty much. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That's like a really cool story. But okay, I have lots of questions. So what do you actually find appealing about it? So after you did it, you obviously said like, okay, this is my jam. I'm going to continue doing it. What was it that you liked about it? Um, <laughs> again. It was the, I'm sorry to play on the words, but it was just the attention that I got out of it. Attention that I don't get from men, that I get from women. So I was like, you know what? I like the attention, no pun intended. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing it. And I, again, I didn't get a chance to do a show yet. So I was doing shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just doing makeup, posting on Instagram. You know, I might go to the mall in full drag just to like see if people, how people feel about it. And I, it, people were really receptive of it. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. And that's what it is oh my god okay the question that you almost almost gave away so what went into picking your like character like your name and your aesthetic and all of that i'm super curious to know okay so i had this ratchet ass name my drag name at first was chantrice that was my first drag name and the reason why my name was Chantrice is because it was named after the first wig that I got. It was this $20 wig from Amazon. It was really good. I still have the wig till this day. Like, I, I'm not going to get rid of it. Like, I'm, she's not going anywhere until I buy another one. Um, so, and I'm probably still not going to get rid of it. But, um, so I was like, you know what? That's going to be my drag name. Like, I want to be very much this, like, hood girl with, like, these long-ass nails and, like, braided hair and, like, you know, basically like a ghetto ass drag queen, pretty much. Like that's really my aesthetic. Um, and then I was like, I, I, I was like, they were like, uh, we don't really feel the name Chantrice. Like, and I didn't feel it after a while either. Cutter sort of got old. So I was like, okay. So I like paused on it and I was like, okay. So I was like, I love, I want to keep the A in my name. I wanted to keep, that was the one thing I wanted to keep. And my name was the A because my real name is Emil. Um, but I wanted to keep the A. So I just wanted to keep that just because it was like something that I like. Um, so I was like, you know what? I like the word name Anita. I was like looking up names. I literally just went online, looked up baby names, like literally just random baby names. And I just typed in old school baby names. Cause like, I didn't want something that everybody was going to use, but I also didn't want something that everybody like, mm-hmm. that was so old that people would be like, ew, like used to have an old lady names. So I was like, okay. So I went through all these lists of names and I saw the name Anita and I was like, I like that. So I didn't have fine tension. This is the crazy part about how I found tension in my name. So like, maybe like, a week goes by and I'm like, okay, my drag name's Anita. I was just going to keep Anita. Um, so I was like, nah, I was like, I need a last name. Like, I just felt like, you know, I, I need a last name. Like, it's just obvious. So I was like, um, so I went to sleep and for two weeks, I still didn't have a name. I still didn't have a name. They're like, we need a name for the flyer. We need a name for the flyer. I literally was ignoring their text messages. I was like, I'm not picking a name. So, I, cause I didn't want to rush the process. So then they were like, we need a name. So like that night, they were like, we need a name by tomorrow morning. And I was like, okay. 
So I went to sleep. Caught you. You're not going anywhere. Um, so I picked a name. And uh, after that, um, I, I went to sleep. And at three o'clock in the morning, I swear to God, I woke up out of a dead sleep because I like in my dream, I just kept hearing now entering the stage, I need attention. And I was, I woke up literally out of my dead sleep and I was like, I need attention. And I was like, that's it. That's the name. I texted him at three o'clock in the morning, said I need attention. And they were like, bitch, yes, it speaks you so well. Cause in school, what I love about it too, in school, they used to call me an attention whore. So like I was a cheerleader mm. and I was very extra. I was very flamboyant. I was still in the closet, but very flamboyant. And I was just like, you know what? Some people called me attention whore in school. I'm going to take that power and make money off of it. So now pretty much I'm going to need attention now. <laughs> okay. I have to say now that you said it out loud, I could finally hear the I need attention. And I think that's brilliant. I hadn't understood it at the beginning. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but now that you said I need attention, I'm like, yes. Okay. I get the name. <laughs> Thank you. See, but everybody, like, it literally does fly over people's head when they think of the name. But, like, once I say it, they're like, oh, that's how you say it. And I'm like, yeah, that's how you say it. Exactly. Okay, I love that. Oh, my God. Okay, so what does being a drag queen allow you to express when you are, like, performing or living your day-to-day life that you normally wouldn't do? Um, I feel like in my corporate job, like, where I, like, what I do for a living, I'm a janitor. Hello. Come on, guys. Respect the janitors. Um, but I'm a janitor, so um, I try to keep... Like, a lot of people know that I'm a drag queen because they see me and because, like, I let working out tuna as well. So, like, I'm very known now, I guess I could say. I guess I'm a celebrity here. I don't really want to call myself a celebrity, but pretty much, I mean, I'm a drag queen, so, like, people know me. And um, it doesn't really... I try to keep my... I don't go to work in full drag because, A, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning to go to work and be and work from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. I mean, 11, 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. So like, I'm, I don't got the time to be sitting there doing a whole beat, waking up at two o'clock in the morning to do a full beat for work. So like, that's like something that I don't really get to do on my day-to-day basis. And um, like, I don't know, like, it just gives me a sense of like, it's like, you know, like I, everybody loves Halloween. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Halloween. And I feel like every day for me is Halloween. So <laughs> it's like, I get to pick outfits and my costumes and, like, basically I get to change, like, my costume every day. So, like, I get to live Halloween, like, more than everybody else gets to live Halloween. So, And Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I really didn't get to live at Halloween as much as I wanted to because I was forced to, like, wear men's, like, Halloween costumes. Like, I wanted to be, like, a, you know, a Power Ranger, but, like, the pink one. But, like, that wasn't, like, you know, for men, like, at my age. That wasn't for, like, guys. That's girl stuff. Or, like, I wanted to play with, like, Brad Dolls with my sister and I would get in trouble. Like, not really get in trouble, but they were like, that's for girls. You're not supposed to be playing with that. So, like... I was like, oh, I thought it was a bad thing. So it just gives me like a sense of like power. Like I'm breaking the gender norms pretty much. So like mm-hmm. it's something that like, and people look up to me like this one little girl. I met her at Pride that we had in Altoona, our first ever Pride two years ago. And she thought that I was a girl. She thought oh. literally thought I was a girl. So like she, her mom had to like explain it to her and everything. And like me and this little girl, she's probably like nine or 10 years old. And like, she like sent me a Christmas card this year. She FaceTime calls me all the time. Her mom allows me to FaceTime call her. Um, we talk about makeup all the time. Um, we actually plan, I'm starting a YouTube channel. So like, we're going to start do starting my YouTube channel back up. So we're going to do like a video once a month where like we do our makeup and we just like talk and just sit down and do our makeup together. That type of thing. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. That's so cool. Thank you. Okay. Thank listening you. to 
talk and like just be yourself, I would have never imagined that you weren't like as confident or whatever it is. So how did you actually become, how did you actually become uh, like comfortable and confident in your own skin to just be like, yes, I'm a queen, like screw everyone else? Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not going to lie because I'm not still confident in who I am as a person because you probably saw Devin's post. Um, there was this, I almost got rid of a need attention. I think about like two months ago because a guy, um, that I was like, had a thing for, for like four years on and off. He was like, I want a meal. I don't want Anita. So I was like, okay. Like I was just going to get rid of her. I was never going to be a need attention again. Like sell all my stuff, get rid of it to make somebody happy because sometimes in relationships it's a give and take, but like, I shouldn't have to sacrifice my happiness to make somebody else happy. Mm. So, um, it's still a, still a learning process, but I mean, I do it for a bunch of, a lot of the little younger kids because like some like kids, they can't, like I'm fortunate because like I, fi- I have a family that supports me. I mean, all my aunts were at my drag show. My mom was at my drag show. My uncle, who's like a, like a very masculine man, he went to my drag show. So like, I mean, I'm fortunate enough and I feel like if I were to quit what I do as a career and giving people like the the drive and the push to like be themselves and be who they are. I feel like that's a slap in the face to them and like all the people who support me and who have like helped me like along the way with everything. Like I feel like that's a slap in the face to them as well. So like, I just can't give up. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love that. How was it actually doing a show? Like, tell us about that experience. Like, was it everything that you thought or was it more nerve wracking? No, hell no. Nerve to the racking. You hear me? First of all, to be a drag queen, you got to make sure you're picking songs that are a good, be that I, I'm a dancer, so like I can't dance to like Sam Smith, like um, dancing with a stranger. I can dance to that, don't get me wrong, but like I want to be like boom, boom, cat, 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 cat. Like I want to be like in the crowd's face. I want to give you an eight count. I want to do back flips. I want to do front flips. I want to do it all, but I cannot do that with like dancing with a stranger or like I don't know, just like slow songs. Like I can't give you like this slow like love me and all this like no, I need Christina Aguilera, I need Britney Sp- I need Dirty by Christina Aguilera, I need Slay Free yeah. by Britney Spears, I need Nicki Minaj, I need, you know, I need all that. Like I need all every bit of that. I need Missy Elliott, I need my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. I need every part of that that you can possibly get. Like I need every part. So like for me, it's just a lot of it is the music. Like if you can't like, if you can't engage with a the crowd, then what are you doing it for, honestly? Because my mm-hmm. first drag show, I did it with queens who've been doing it for three years, four years, five years. And the thing is that singled me out from all the other queens that they said that the, that I got that was pre- receptive back from everybody. I was the only queen that, like, during intermissions, I was out talking to the crowd. I was out engaging with people. I was out having fun. I was out taking shots with people. I was out, you know, and please drink responsibly, be 21. Um but yeah, I was like engaging with the crowd. I was like, you know, just like having fun, like dancing with them at like, and during it, like 10 minute intermission, dancing with them, like, you know, just enjoying like the time with them. Because like, I feel like engaging with people, it's sort of like at a concert, you go to a concert because you know, the performer's going to engage with you. He's going to engage with the crowd. She's going to engage with the crowd. You go to a, a theater because you know, they're going to, the performance is going to engage with the crowd. They're going to sing to this person. They're going to sing to that person. You don't just go to a show just to see somebody perform. That's it. No, you go to have a good time. So I feel like being a drag queen is A, music, B, engaging with the crowd, and C, the look. If you don't have the look, peace, because it's not going to cut it. If you look busted, you can look busted, but if you can perform, that's going to outweigh. Because everybody's going to think that, you know, you're the best drag queen. If you can, you know, you got the performance down. You got the, you got, you can lip sync to your music. And make sure you know your music. Don't go out on performing not knowing the words to your song, sis, because we see it and we know it. 
Number two, if you just pick good songs, please. Like, don't pick give me give me Whitney Houston, but give me like I want to dance with somebody. Don't give me like no I believe the children are future because guess what, sweetie, you won't be the future if you pick that song. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. So that's why I'm just like. Music choice is very big, and that's why Devin will tell you I wait till the last minute to pick my music because I want to make sure that the music speaks to me. We have deadlines, and I never make the deadlines for the drag shows that I do because I always tell them don't rush the process because I mix a lot of my music myself. Oh wow! A lot of the music I mix myself. So if you do not like a mix of a song or you do not like, you know, performing one song straight out like I do. I always mix different songs and other songs, sound effects, noises, me talking, me laughing, me talking to the crowd. How you doing, girl? You know, like in the, it's in the music. So like I mix that all myself. So that's another big thing you have to make sure is like your music is good. You have the look and your makeup and you always have to make sure you're practicing your makeup. You're always, mm-hmm. always. Okay. So I have a question on that. What was the hardest thing for you to learn when you first started being a drag queen? Like, were you already good with makeup before? Or was it something like, boom, you're a drag queen, now learn how to do makeup? Um, The main thing for me, which is the eyeshadow for me, contouring, which is nose contouring um, as well. Um, And I want to say lashes because um, the lashes do play a big part in like being a drag queen because like eyelashes are like, how can I put this? Eyelashes are like rims on a car to me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have them, but it's better to have them because it completes the whole entire look. So like I tell people like your lashes are like the, like I just made these just now. Like I literally just like stacked a whole bunch of lashes on top of each other before we literally got on here because I was like, I need new lashes and they don't look right. Oh so I like stacked a whole bunch of lashes on before we came on here. But you, you need to make, like lashes was my big issue. Lashes and gluing down your eyebrows. I tried gluing down my eyebrows, and drag queens have this thing called oatmeal brow. And basically what oatmeal, oatmeal brow is, it looks clumpy on your eyebrow and just looks crazy. It looks bad, like atrocious. Me, I said, fuck it. I shaved the bitches off. I have no eyebrows anymore. If you can see, there's no oh brow. Oh my god, what? Okay, this is a shocking revelation. How did that feel for you? Was that like a total shock? Like, what made you come to that decision? Because I could, no, I could never. Okay, so I shaved half my eyebrows off because my favorite drag queen, Shea Coulee, has half her eyebrow shaved off. And then she just goes in from her half shaved, like it probably stops, like her eyebrow stops like right here. And then she goes in and she just draws her drag brow. Me, on the other hand, was still having issues. And you can see the hairs between my actual eyebrow Sorry, my hair is like coming out a little bit. But from her actual eyebrow, my from my brow and then the like my brow hairs and then the actual brow, it looked like somebody just took a stencil and just like or took like a a, a stamp and went mm, just like that, and it was just <laughs> hair and brow. And I was like, you know what? If it's gonna look, if I'm not gonna have any eyebrows, I'm already more than halfway there. Sayonara. <laughs> when I shaved my eyebrows off, I was living with my mom at the time. She was like, "What the hell did you just do to your face?" And I'm like, I draw them on every day anyway. So like, why not just draw them in? The first three months of me having my eyebrows off, my mom was like, you need to draw some shits on there. You need to draw something on there. You look crazy. You look like an alien. You're scaring me. So I literally, I got so mad the one day and I took a Sharpie. I lied to you not. And I went and just drew sticks for eyebrows. And my mom was so mad. And I was like, you told me you wanted eyebrows? There you go. And she was, and so like for me, oh eyebrows- God. So eyebrows, you can always draw them on because I always pencil them in anyway. 
And a lot of drag queens are like, I need my brows. I look crazy with them. Girl, I look crazy without makeup. So, and, and I, and I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Like I look crazy sometimes without makeup. So this is what you get. No eyebrows. If you don't like it, don't date me. <laughs> you're, you're crying. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I can't, yeah, but it's just a picture like the Sharpie, and I literally can't even, oh my god, this is like, I'm so glad I was excited about this, but I was not prepared to cry from laughing. So. <laughs> the eyebrows were like, literally like six, like, remember Doodle Bob from Spongebob? That's how they was. I would say, me, yeah, knowing annoyingy, because that's exactly what I was doing. My mom was pissed. She was <laughs> mad. She was mad, but now like she doesn't even second guess it. Now she's like when I walk in like her, to her house, like no eyebrows on, no makeup on, no nothing. She's just like, oh hey, what are you doing? Like it's like now she just forgot about it. <laughs> I love that. Has she ever asked you for advice on like how to use makeup and stuff? Yes. Now I'm buying her makeup. So like when I go buy makeup, she's like, What's that stuff called? The stuff you put underneath your eyes, not the foundation, the other stuff. I'm like, concealer? She's like, Yeah, I need that. And I have like literally my makeup room. I have a makeup room in my house. It's like a store. Oh my god. So like I just like would be like she like I need some concealer and I'd be like oh I have your shade I'll get you I'll bring you some some over mine I have like a, a concealer issue like concealer for me like I will go to Walmart every day and every day I'll bring home a concealer. Oh my god, what's your best like, tip at, for using concealer? Actually, um, knowing your face, um, like if your face is oily or combination or dry. Right now, my face is very dry. Um. Because it's wintertime, I've been getting a lot of dry patches on my face, but it happens. I know it happens. So knowing what to do to fix that issue. So my best tip is um, I have two concealers that I use. One's a hydration concealer and one is a like mattifying concealer. So I go in with, uh, it's called, it's the e.l.f. concealer. It's called the camo concealer. I use that one. And it, the difference between the two concealers that you can tell is the hydrating one is white. The mattifying one is black. So, and I like those concealers because they're very mattifying and it makes your under eyes look very smooth. So that's a tip. And also I always tell people, let your concealer, let your concealer dry a little bit, just a little bit because, and let it get tacky. Don't let it, don't go in with your concealer and then, you know, go in instantly with your beauty blender or your brush or whatever you use to blend it out. Let it sit for probably like 30 seconds. And once you let it sit, then blend it out. It'll give you more coverage. Okay. I think that's one mistake I've been doing. I just like put it on and then don't even let it dry. I just like have the little brush and like put it under my eyes. So great mm-hmm. tip. I love that. Speaking still of hardest part. So what is the hardest part in general about you being a drag queen? Um, or like that you found that's been the hardest for you? Um... Knowing that I am like a now public figure and I'm so outspoken um, that sometimes I'm learning to pick my battles. That is the issue that I'm having because like I said, I'm very like if something's wrong or you do something to piss me off, I'm just going to tell you right then and there. But sometimes it's like picking my battles because that can hinder my career for being like the bitchy one or like the, you know, the one that nobody wants to work with or the hothead or, you know, just getting this like label on myself just because like I just don't deal with bullshit. But I'm learning a lot about like where to when when and where where to pick and choose my battles. 
Okay, that's a really good tip, and that's something that's really important, I think. So tell me how people react to you or how people have reacted to you in the past telling them you were a drag queen. Like, all of those people that knew you in high school and knew you were the cheerleader but knew that you weren't out, and then all of a sudden they see you and they're like, holy shit, she's a drag queen. Um, a lot of people are just, like, very shocked. Um, because I had a girlfriend for, like, a year and a half in high school while I was a cheerleader. So everybody was thinking, like, oh, he's gay because he's on my cheerleading squad. But, like, I had a whole girlfriend. So, like, she was at every game. She wore, like, my, you know, my shirt. She wore, like, all this stuff. Like, literally so supportive. Um, but when people see me and they see me, like, in full, like, full judge, full geesh, they're, like, we knew you were gay, but, like, we didn't know, like, that you were this gay. And I'm like, hmm. And then some of them try to slide in my DMs, and I'm not mad at it because some of them be fine. But some of them be having okay. girlfriends. So, like, I'll be having to check them. Like, you got a girl, back up. Five feet, like, back okay. up. But a lot of them do, like, a lot of the guys, too, in my school, they're like, I, we're happy that you're finally living your truth. We're finally happy that, like, you're being who you are. We can tell you're really happy. You know, like you, we can tell that like this is something that you've been wanting to do forever. We knew you're gonna, we know you're gonna be on TV. Like they, all, everybody always tells me that all the time, and I'm just like, girl, when? Tell me when, because I need to know when I'm gonna be on TV. <laughs> I need to prepare beforehand. Yeah, I need a, I need to prepare. <laughs> Get it? I need a, See, I need to. See, you can do puns. You can do puns. That could be your mm-hmm. thing. You can do puns. <laughs> yes, I love. Okay, good that pun. is fascinating. So now I want to know, because you said you weren't out yet when you were in high school. Did you always know you were gay? Or was it, like, what was the whole girlfriend thing? Um, okay. So, I knew that I was gay in about sixth grade. Um, did I say anything? No. Um, I was one of those kids that played football, played basketball, uh, was friends with all like the the preppy like rich kids in school because my mom was a single mother of three, so I was playing basketball in Converse. Now, mind you, I love me a good Converse. That is the only sneaker that one of the only sneakers that I owned since like the age of probably like four years old till now. I've always owned a pair of Converse. I love them. Okay, but um, I knew since like sixth grade. But what really made me come to terms was um. There was this boy, and his name is he, he. He now disclosure, guys. He did give me permission to say his name, so his name is Dean, and um, we were in eighth grade, and I seen him for the first time. He was very goth, and I was like, "Oh, he's different. Like, I like that." And he's very edgy, and like he had like the hair like in his face, and like I just love that because I was a huge fan of Paramore, and I was a huge fan of like Black Veil Brides oh, and like all the little scream out, yes, like all the screamo bands, like everything, like. And um, so I was like, he's cute. Like, I want to get with him. So then, like, me and him would just always stare at each other. Like, it was never words. We would just stare at each other. And I would stare at him, and he would just stare at me. Even at lunch, I would just stare at him. And he would smile, and I would smile back. And everybody's like, who are you staring at? I'm like, oh, nobody. I'm just laughing about something in my head. Meanwhile, I'm staring at him the whole 30 minutes at lunch. So then one day, um, we had the same friend group at the time. And... um. We started just, like, texting via Snapchat. This is when Snapchat became, like, it. Like, this is when, like, Snapchat was, like, big. So I was, like, um, so, like, I started Snapchatting him. We started talking on a regular basis. Um, It became, like, a whole two-year thing. So then I wound up falling in love with him, and we got into high school. So finally we get to high school, and um, we we still have the same friend group. And we went to a, like, a party. We have this place. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it's, like, next level Chuck E. Cheese. It's called Slinky Action Zone, but it's like the next level. 
and it's for like older kids so like you know like elementary school kids like Chuck E. Cheese is more for like younger kids well like, this is like upper echelon like it has like um laser tag and everything so my friend bought bought it out that night and did a, a, a laser like an like an overnight like an all-nighter so I was hanging out with this one girl that I was talking to at the time before I got with my girlfriend like when I was a cheerleader and um so I was talking to her and I was talking to Dean at the same time because like I'm in love with the kid obviously um and we were just like talking and going back and forth yada 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 now mind you go back to ninth grade I almost kissed him but somebody this girl named Ella came up and like ruined everything so like I didn't get a chance to kiss him then so then back fast forward to like the slinky actions of an incident I was flirting with the girl uh, I'm gonna call her Mar- Mara Mara I was flirting with her and then I went and I started and I was flirting with Dean too but I would leave Mara and go flirt with Dean so I me and Dean wound up sneaking off going to like this little like area like in like the place and like this wreck area it's like a basically like a ball pit and like all the stuff you can climb up on it's like huge and I was like um okay so I was like oh like and then like we were like crawling in that little thing and guys if you guys are not 18 or older cover your ears so I got on top of him and then I went to like go to kiss him and then Mara showed up and then I like grabbed him by his neck and like act like I was putting him in like a chokehold to like make it seem like I wasn't doing anything to him and then like me and him just had like this ongoing thing for a while and then he moved to like our senior year of high school, our senior year of high school, he was moving to Vegas and I was working at Burger King at the time. So he was like, I want to see you. Mind you, we, there has been multiple times that we have like been like alone, but we've never kissed. We've like nothing. We've never made a public because I was not out yet. So um, he was like, I want to see you. I want to see you. And this is the time that I came out. So um, I was like, okay, come see me. So I was working at Burger King at the time. He's like, I don't think I come see you because I leave tomorrow and I have to finish packing for Vegas. So I was like, okay. So I was at work, right? My phone died as soon as we closed the store and I was going home because my manager was taking me home. As soon as I get home and look at my phone, I get a message from Dean saying, hey, I'm here. Oh, no. So I'm still never kissed Dean. There's still like that open envelope of like, could we be, could we not be, but we never got to the chance to do it. So, but I knew from the instant that I saw Dean that like I was gay, but like I knew since sixth grade that I was gay, but like what solidified it for me was seeing him. Okay. That's a really great story. And what happened with the girl, like the girlfriend that you had? Girl, mm, first of all, she cheated on me five times and my stupid ass went back every time. That was a sign from the Lord himself to leave her and be gay. Like, you are gay. Why are you with this woman? Why are you with this woman? So she cut her off. And now she's pregnant. The baby dad don't want nothing to do with her. Karma is a bitch. Karma is a bitch. Don't be cheating, y'all, because God comes back and he will bite you in the ass. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Did she ever find out that Nair drag queen and you're gay? Yes. Okay, so I was with Devin when she found out. Well, I think she knew because her mom, like, would see, like, would comment on my stuff on like Snapchat and stuff. Her mom kept me on Snapchat, but honestly, her mom was never on Snapchat like that. I feel like it was her watching me on Snapchat because she had her mom's password. So the one time that recently she works at Burlington, Burlington and Altoona, me and Devin were together with my best friend's mom and we were there. Um, 
and she was and she saw me and I was in full drag. I had my long hair. It was I was looking good. Body was there, you know, body yaddy yaddy, Megan the Stallion, like thighs were out, booty was out, everything was out. And she heard my voice. She looked at me and face crack. Her face went like and I ooh, literally she looked shocked. And I think she thought Devin was my boyfriend because Devin everybody thinks me and Devin are dating. We are not dating. He's just my best friend. He's straight. Ladies, he is single. I will if you guys want it, add me on social media. She will have my social media and I will slide you the slide you the digits. But me and Devin are not dating at all. But she saw me and Devin together, but her face was like and she literally walked the other way and ran. Oh my god. That's so funny. That must have been like good for you to be like, uh-huh. You saw me in my face. I was like, uh, you're mad because I'm probably getting more men than you, sweetie. You're cheating on me and your men that you're cheating the men that you cheated on me with are now talking to me. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. So having okay, now that you said that, I have a question. How does it like do you get more attention from men like that want to date you when you're in drag than when in normal life? And how do you deal with that? Yes. So basically I feel like if a straight man hits on me, this is me, guys. I'm not saying all gay guys are like this. I'm saying this is me. Cause I have sometimes I have to say a disclaimer because everybody says that I'm crazy when I say this. I feel like when a guy likes me, I need attention. Mm-hmm. Me. He likes me because I'm feminine. He likes me because I'm the closest thing to a woman. I am a woman, personating a woman. So he thinks that I'm that. Now, when a man flirts with me when I'm out of drag and sees me at the gym and is like staring at me hard body like yesterday when I was at the gym, then I feel as though that man is questioning his sexuality. Now, here's the thing. When a man wants to experiment with another gay man, I feel like it's not gay because a we I feel like sexuality is a big question mark. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying, in my opinion, everybody should experience everything once as far as if it's a food, if it's skydiving, if it's wearing heels, if it's wearing a wig, if it's wearing makeup, if it's wearing drag makeup, if it's wearing a dress, if it's wearing a jumpsuit, if it's wearing a skirt, if it's wearing... I don't know, anything. If it's, you know, skateboarding, everybody should experience, you only live once, experience everything once. If you feel as though you don't like, you know, sexually interacting with a guy or kissing a guy or holding hands with a guy or cuddling with a guy, then don't damn do it again. Don't do it again. But how will you know that you don't like it if you never try it? Mm, so that's okay. how I see it. And how do you so usually how I know with- if they, okay, go ahead. No, sorry. No, sorry. So how do I deal with guys that like basically flirt with me? Like any other person, I flirt back. <laughs> I flirt back. Like, I'm a single drag queen looking for a man who accepts a need attention and a meal. Accepts a need attention and a meal. So if you don't match that energy, if you don't match my best friend Devin's energy, you got to go. And that's just how I yes. see it. I love that. How, do you, how does it happen in relationships? Like, ever since you've become a drag queen, how has it happened in relationships? Do you, like, do they usually come up to you or flirt with you when you're in drag and then you're like, actually, like, this is not me? Or does it happen the opposite? Like, oh, I have two sides. Like, how does that go for you in relationships? Because I'm really curious. I used to hide, actually, um, being a drag queen. Actually, when I was on Tinder, um, I would always just put the masculine pictures of me in the gym you know, very much my old modeling pictures, like stuff like that. Um, I used to hide it. I, it was so bad to the point where I made a separate Snapchat for my regular self, like me being my authentic self. And then I would have another Snapchat for like 
me being, and no, I wasn't catfishing because I was still saying it was me, but I would just like basically hide who I really was. Now, today, I post everything. I post me in drag. I post me as a masculine man because I feel like, you know, I'm not sticking to that gender norm anymore. I'm not hiding who I am anymore. I'm so like happy with where I am as far as like mm-hmm. accepting my, starting to accept myself for who I am that I no longer want to, you know, hide who I am anymore. So it, it definitely did play like a big role, like me being a drag queen. I definitely didn't want anything to do with it, but like not didn't want anything to do with it, but I didn't want to put, mix my personal life with my drag life, but my drag life is my personal life. So like, it was like basically stupid for me to try to do that. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself and do me. Okay. That's cool. So then if they like you, they like you for both of your sides. So it's not like you're, they're getting to know first a side of you. And then it's like, surprise, I'm also a drag queen. Right. Right. So like, if you like me, then you like me. Like you like all of me, every part of it from the heels to the wigs, to me without the wig, to me, you know, walking around my house in my underwear, to all of it. Like, to me asking you, babe, can you go upstairs and get my, go get my um, drag underwear? Can you go upstairs and get my pantyhose? Can you go downstairs and get my heels? Babe, can you help me take my heels off? Can you help me get zipped up in this dress? Like, you had to participate in all of that. All of it. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that, like, attitude and self-confidence. And I think... You know, that's something that people can bring in their regular lives as well, not necessarily gay men or gay women or whatever it is, but like in general, we want people to accept us for every side, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur, you want someone to be like, yes, I will help you. I will be there for you when you're crying. Like if you are an artist or whatever it is, like that you want them to be there. So I love the confidence that you're bringing. So now I'm curious about your community. So tell me about the drag community. How is that like? Like, how do you guys meet each other? Do you hang out? Like, how do you go and meet drag queens or kings? Okay, so um, for me, um, I actually met the queens that I became close with um, at another show. So you can meet them at other shows. You can meet them on social media, but like drag queens, like posting your looks, like we do share a lot of each other's pictures on social media. Um, like I'm just actually one page reposted one of my pictures as like this big drag page posted one of my pictures. And this drag queen from Berlin asked me to be part of her live, um, her live like um, drag show. So like, but it's, okay. I can't obviously go to Berlin and obviously because of the pandemic. So she just said, we'll be to send a video and it's going to be on Twitch. So like, you know, just like basically social media, going to drag shows, um, basically just like how you would meet like people at like a bar or like people like, you know what I mean? You go on vacation and you're in full drag. You're like, oh, I'm good tonight. I want to go out in full drag. And then, you know, you might meet a drag queen through there or, you know, from Tinder, you might meet a drag queen from there or from Facebook or Instagram, any social form of social media. So you can meet them pretty much anywhere. Okay. Now, I have a question for you because, you know, you talk about, like, a need attention as a she. So, when you're a need attention, do you identify as a she with the pronoun? And then when you're a meal, do you, like, express yourself as he? Or is it all day, full-time she? Um, Okay, so I consider myself a non-binary human being. So, basically, that means I don't stick to the gender role because I feel as though mentally, physically, I'm a man, but mentally, I feel like I have the mindset of a woman. Okay. When I go to a store, a woman when a woman goes into like a, a store, any type of store, Walmart, Kmart, whatever, and you go to the clothing section, the first thing you think of is girls' clothes. 
you don't think of a guy clothes. When I go to a, a store, Walmart, Kmart, Target, any store like that, or a mall, I'm not shopping in the guy section. I'm shopping in the girl section. So like for me, if you want to call me he, I just don't like bro. Don't call me bro because no, that's that's not No cute. one likes and tell, bro. And I tell <laughs> you Devin have issues. all the time. And you I have tell issues Devin all the time. if you let yourself call bro. <laughs> I told Devin, don't call me bro. No. But like, like if, if you see me in the street, hey girl, hey, hey boy, what's up? What's up, bro? No, don't do it. Don't do me. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Because I won't answer you. Now it is, um, a lot of my drag queen friends do go by their first names. But when you're they're in drag, it's very disrespectful to call them by their first names. So for me, sometimes I have that connection issue because I'm on a close personal level with them. So for me, I always call them by their drag names. So my sister Majesty, I call her Majesty. His real name's Khalif, but I call her Majesty. Enigma, her real name is Pierre. I call her um Enigma. Hexa. Her real name is Chris. I call her Hexa. So like it, my friend Charmboy T, uh, his real name is Tyron, but I call him Charmboy T. It's just, I always call people by their drag name just so that I get in the habit of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And has it ever happened to you that someone calls you he and you're weirded out by it? I'm just, because you know, nowadays it's become such a thing of like, ask for pronouns first, but obviously we're trying to change people's mind, right? Like we're trying to change the whole thing of drag queens weren't as popular before, like trans weren't as popular before and all mm-hmm. of those things, like it wasn't accepted. So a lot of the times it's like, you know, someone changed or someone's adopted a different identity and you still call them he, but you're not doing it to disrespect, right? Like you're doing it out of habit. Right. So like, how does that make you feel? Um, well, I'm in a pro I'm in like the mindset right now. Um, a lot of people do not know this. So this is like exclusive. You're getting like exclusive stuff that I really don't like to talk about. I don't really like to talk about this type of stuff, but, um, I, and like, I'm going through a lot of gender dysmorphia right now. So like, I don't know if I want to continue to be a man or want to transition. I, I I'm, I'm going, I'm fighting that battle every day. So like, I, it's a, it's a long, it's a long journey. I know I have a long journey ahead being, start becoming a drag queen, but, um, I have to say like, if somebody knows I'm in drag and they call me he and they call me bro and they disrespect me, I, I check them right then and there. It's like, don't disrespect me or I just won't answer them. Like, um, I, I'm trying to teach my mom. My mom my mom has not done it, which is like, because my mom like knows. So when she's with me or with my family's with me, the one time I think I was at a drag show, my first drag show, and everybody's not used to it. It was my first show. But somebody called me a meal, or they called me. They call everybody calls me a meal or meal. They're like meal, and I didn't answer them. And they're like meal, and I didn't answer them. And they're like, why he ain't answering me? And somebody was like, cause he's not a he. He's a drag queen. It's Anita. Show some respect. And some they were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot. And like for me, it's just like yeah, like somebody got it. Like somebody understood why I wasn't like answering them. I wasn't answering them. But like it's so like people do understand it. And I feel like it's sometimes it is hard for people to try to like make that flop because you know they're so they grow they grew up to know me as a meal, and now the fact that they see me and it's now Anita, mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So like I try to like be mindful of that and try to make excuses yeah. for people. But sometimes people will just be trying to be ignorant. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what happens nowadays. It's not really, like, obviously we can do the best so that it's like, uh-uh, like, that's not me. Like, call me by my name or whatever it is. But still, there's going to be people out there that don't get it yet. And it's not their fault, you know? It's, like, society that hasn't done the work, hasn't done, like, the whole thing of acceptance and all of that. But that's amazing. I'm honestly in awe of, like, everything that you're doing. I'm definitely going to, like, follow you on social media and be like, yes, girl, and, like, hype you up. Thank you. I have two more questions for you before we dive into the rapid fire. So one of them is, what would you have liked to know before, like back in the day, before being a drag queen, before coming out? Like, what's one piece of advice that you would have liked to know as a young you? Um, do it now. The re- That's the only advice I would say, do it now. Because I, I would have, I wanted to come back, I wanted to come out in like eighth grade, um, but the story that happened was I always was outed by a boy in school, a gay guy in school, because he was talking to his friends. He was excited to talk to me. He thought I was cute, blah, blah, blah. I was a cheerleader. I was this, I was that. And then he was like, basically said something that was X-rated about me. Um, and they were like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, I've been talking to him for a while. Da, 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 da. So like he outed me. He knew I wasn't out, but he still said something. So I would have came out in eighth grade had I known that it was going to be this okay in the future or if I was, or my family was going to be this okay with it. You know what I mean? So I would have came out way before. Okay. I love that piece of advice. And I think that that is definitely important, especially after you went through the whole process to be like, yes, if I had the chance, I would have done it way before because it's all going to be okay. Okay. Last question for you. And then you can tell us all about your future plans and then we can go into the rapid fire questions. So this one's the one I ask all of my guests because I love different perspectives. So I'm pretty sure at one point you've had an experience where you felt like you were probably alone or the only one to live it. It could have been a thought. It could have been a feeling. It could have been a situation you were at. So please tell me what that was and what you would tell other people that might be going through that same situation or similar. Um, I would have to say, Ooh, you gave me a good question. I never thought about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. The time that I felt alone was I was sitting at my mom's house back in like February, I want to say, because I didn't move out of my mom's house till April of 2019. In the middle of a pandemic, I know I was crazy. No, 2020. I know it was crazy, but I did it. Um, I would, I, I felt alone because do it, being a drag queen, me and the, me and Charm Boy T, we were not friends at this time. So I didn't have the help that I had. Like, I didn't have the help to teach me the process and the steps on, like, what to do as a drag queen. So I felt so alone at that point. But I'm happy that I spent a year learning how to do makeup because had I not, I would have been reliant on always calling somebody else for help instead of learning on my own. It taught me how to do things on my own. It taught me how to be more independent because... Now with drag stuff, I see a lot of drag queens borrowing and taking from other drag queens, like borrowing this wig, borrowing this outfit, borrowing these shoes, borrowing that. And it's just like, people see my outfits. That's mine. I own that. I own this wig. I own these shoes. I own those clothes. I own that outfit. I own the makeup brush. I own the the the, the, the eyeshadow palette. I own the, the wig. I own the wig cap. I own the glue to glue on the fake nails. I, everything that's mine is mine. So I feel like it taught me that if I wanted something, I have to go get it nothing's going to be handed to me. So it definitely did teach me a lot. Okay. I mean, that was very brave of you leaving in the midst of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. 
crazy. Okay. Before we go into the rapid fire, I want you to tell us about what the future looks like for you. So what are your next plans? What are you doing in terms of shows, lives, Instagram? Like where can people find you, cheer you on, see you? Tell us all that. Um, so basically what I want to do for the, for 2021, I kind of want to be in a music video with an artist. Okay. So that's my goal. Um, I think I definitely want to, like coming up within the further years, I at least want to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Obviously, that's the goal. Um, I definitely want to start modeling a lot more for like makeup brands and, you know, clothing brands and things like that. Like I want to be the first ever drag queen to have a collaboration with elf and like all these other like brands and like things like that like that's one of my main goals um i definitely want to eventually in the future have my own shoe line for drag queens because for men in heels it's kind of a lot harder to um find shoes for us because i wear size 12 in women's heels and the only thing that goes up in a size 12 is a stripper heel so i most of my heels are stripper heels um which I could perform in them like the best of anybody. That was my first pair of shoes that I ever bought was a pair of stripper heels, like that perform it. So like okay. my, I came, I started drag in stripper heels. Um, so I, I feel like that's one thing I definitely want to do. And I also um, like in the future, I definitely want to, like once I do get enough money, I definitely want to help like kids whose parents kicked them out of their house for being on, like part of the LGBT community. Um, I definitely want to help them like create like a little foundation like a little homes or homeless shelters like bring that to the table because like I said I'm grateful for what I have and I'm grateful that I was you know able to do what I'm able to do um and have a family that's supportive of it and I almost dropped my ring light but who's actually able to support it um so I'm definitely grateful for that Mm mm-hmm and where can people find you? Like, what are you going to be doing? I know you're starting your YouTube. So are we going to get first dibs on looking at your first videos? Well, my videos are, my page has already started. So um, you can find me on YouTube at I Need Attention. It's A-N-I-T-A. And then it's Tension, T-E-N-S-I-O-N. And then you can find me on Instagram at underscore Anita dot Tension. I do post, if you want behind, behind, behind the scenes type stuff, like I posted about, you're actually on my Snapchat right now. I usually post a lot of stuff on my Snapchat, like about, um, like if I'm doing a podcast or if I have a drag show coming up. So you can find me on Snapchat at um, Anita underscore tension. And you should see me. I should have a nice clean bob on there. But definitely, I'm definitely on Instagram a lot. I'm definitely on uh, Snapchat a lot. And I'm definitely on Facebook most of the time I do, but mostly if you really want behind the scenes type stuff is Snapchat. Cause like I really do engage with a lot of people on Snapchat and Instagram. Okay. Well, perfect. I'm trying to, I'm going to try and link absolutely all of those. Um, so okay. people can go follow you and check you out. Now, one of my favorite parts of the interview, the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. My mom's favorite question. What person dead or alive would you love to have dinner with? Um, Brie Runway. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, Okay. Money and COVID aside, where could you go if you, where would you go if you could like destination or place that you'd love to be in right now? Um, I would have to say Hawaii. Ooh, yes. Vibes. I love that. Most important question, Brittany or Christina? 
that's shady. That's shady because <laughs> you just heard me say I love both of them. But I would have to say. I had actually written the questions before. So that was just like teary on top. <laughs> I would have to say Britney because Britney, she was just giving me all the body and the music and the bops. So I have to say Britney. Okay. I love that. So if you could describe yourself with one word, what would that be? That bitch. I I can't pick one word. That bitch. You can you can say it's one word. That bitch. <laughs> yeah, that bitch. We put it together. That okay. bitch. Favorite drag queen. Oh, Shea Coulee. Period. Okay. Um, would you rather have time or money? Time, because you can with time you can make more money. Okay, I know you work early, but are you more of an early riser or a night owl in general? Night owl. I'm a drag queen. All my shows are at night. I love that. Favorite movie? Ooh. I would have to say... Goofy movie. Goofy movie's uh, that, that movie. I love that one. Okay, last one. Who inspires you? Um, Again, Brie Runway. I would have to say Brie Runway. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely um, going to have to Google her. The reason why she inspires me is because um, she's like me. So like you see right now, I have an afro on she'll do the Mm -hmm. same thing and then she'll turn around and she'll have this spiked up hair and like she's goth and then like 20 seconds later she has this pretty nice long silky straight hair with this pretty dress on and these pretty heels on and she's a music artist so like she's very eclectic and i feel like her style and my style are really like coincide together or like if you really if you really want to know since you don't know brie runway i'll give you another person missy elliott or left lisa left eye lopez because like they like yes. Lisa left that Lopez as well. They both have like that vibe where it's like very grungy, very like you know urban, you know street vibes. Like you know what I mean. So I feel like it's very much like my vibe is very much that. Hmm. I absolutely love that. Okay. Yes, Missy Elliott. I mean, her songs were kind of like my childhood anthems. I was like okay, eight so, or seven, and I was like dancing to those like ratchet songs. So Brie Runway actually is a new artist. She didn't even have her first album yet. She just dropped her first mixtape. Her first collaboration ever, like big collaboration, is Missy Elliott. Oh my God, no way. Okay, and definitely everybody calls have to her, Google her. And everybody calls her the younger Missy Elliott. So like, it's kind of like, and they've been calling her that before she actually had the collaboration with Missy Elliott. It just like put the cherry on top that now her she has a collaboration with Missy Elliott. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. You just told me I have to go Google her right after we get off this. And I'm going to listen to that song because that sounds fire. It's called so ATM. I need attention. I know that I probably don't pronounce it the way you do because the way you do has just like a ring and a flavor to it. But thanks girl for coming on to the show and being so candid, like absolutely answering all my questions and even went above and beyond and bringing your attitude. Honestly, I think I would love to lead my YouTube channel with yours as the first one, but I don't want to claim that just yet because I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to be able to upload to YouTube, but you'll be one of the first YouTube episodes to come out. Um, cause I really want to y'all better people- know it and y'all better know it. Cause guess what? I am what? that bitch (laughs) yes oh my god you should change your instagram handle to at that bitch no somebody stole that no somebody stole that actually and actually as a drag queen you're not supposed to you're supposed to have your name as your actual name because people try to find you they can't find you if your name's not your name which is very Uh, smart 
Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, uh, everyone, you can go listen to this episode once it's released. Obviously, you can go check her out on all of your social medias. They're going to be linked in the description. So you can just go give her a follow, go chat, or, you know, slide into her DMs if you want to like have some cheeky talks because why not <laughs> we or, support or that if you have, or if you have any fine men that are like very very buff very like they don't need to be masculine just very buff you know nice booty you know nice muscles tell them to slide in my dms you know help a sister out i need a man i need a man i need a man get it anita man yes please okay amazing (laughs) thanks so much anita and if you guys want to go check out the lives if you want to go check out me doing silly stuff and my guests as well go to at pretty sure podcast on instagram and send me a shout out like message me and i'll be lovely i'd love to go and chat with you again thank you so much anita literally i think this is the only time i've ever cried on an episode from like so much that i was laughing (laughs) i'm not gonna edit that out so (laughs) thanks again and peace out everybody Bye.